Match day one, a half decent performance against a team that cost tens of millions of pounds. Match day two, a poor, uninspiring display against a fairly average team and a scoreline that flattered Sheffield Wednesday. We're a couple of games into the season and no one really knows what this Wednesday team is supposed to be doing and if we're honest, that includes the players. While we're all happy to allow for time for everyone to bet in, how much time do they get before anyone is allowed to be concerned? The Star Hours podcast, Monday Review is back for a new season. Surely things can only get better. I'm Chris Holt and joining me is Joe Cran to talk over Saturday's defeat for Sheffield Wednesday. And I say defeat, it was a... The scoreline did flatter Sheffield Wednesday, Joe, didn't it? Because even if you look at the stats... um, it, it was an absolutely dominant display by by Hull City, who should have won by more. And Wednesday were frankly lucky to get the two that they did. On the plus side, we have scored from all three shots on target this season. Which well, is, I, uh, I mean, that that is, to be fair, fair a decent record. Yeah, we're clinical. We'll give us that. Uh, but yeah, no, it was um, it wasn't a good performance. The the first half was, the first half wasn't wasn't good. The second half was was pretty catastrophic. It all seemed to go to pot in the second half and um, having taken the lead somewhat undeservedly, I would say, um, you know, Wednesday just, like they, they fell to pieces in the second half. Barry Bannon went off at the break with with an ankle injury and yeah, Wednesday just, they, they just weren't able to to get to grips with anything that, that Hull were doing. Ozan Tufan was brilliant. I mean, there, there is, it is worth pointing out, Ozan Tufan's a £4 million player. You know, he's a player that came in for for big money between three and four, depending on who you, who you ask. Um, but yeah, Wednesday were just not very good um, at very uh, at various aspects of the game, and yeah, I do think that four two flattered them. To be honest, um, as we speak, there's potentially a new player coming in. Uh, we'll yeah. talk about that in a second. Um, where are they still lacking? Um, to be honest, it's difficult to say where they're, where they're still lacking, purely based on the fact that we've still seen so little of the new guys that have come in. You know, you look at like centre mid, for instance, um, I still think that they're, they're possibly short of a an 8 and a, t- a 10, you know, ideally someone who could probably play both or someone like a Josh Onomar, for instance, who, who can play that 6, 8, 10. Um, I know that's a player that they've sort of been in talks with about a potential arrival at Wednesday. Um, but we don't know how well Diaby's going to come in. You know, Momo Diaby might come in and, and be brilliant. He might come in and he, it might not work out for him. So I think but, but if we're basing it on what, say we're saying that everyone who's come in is going to be fine, um, I think you're probably looking at that that sort of 8-10 role and a, a, a number nine with a bit of pace. I think you know because you've got the you've got Michael Smith, you've got Lee Gregory, who are both very very good at what they do, um, but neither of them are the the quickest out of the block. So I think that if you can get that that position filled, um, obviously there's a lot of players coming back as well. You know, Liam Palmer's not really played yet. George Byers hasn't really played yet. Um, so yeah, it's difficult to say, but I I can still see two or three coming through the door if I'm honest. The, the team itself, as you say there, not everybody who has come into the club um, over the past three or four weeks or whatever it was, whatever it has been, has been playing a lot. Um, uh, in speaking to the manager, is that from the 
from his perspective, is that down to fitness or is it down to for tactical reasons in, in that they're not quite ready to fit into the shape of the team or, or yeah. like that? I think it's a bit of both. I mean, so obviously the glaring ones are, are Marvin Johnson, which is, you know, that is that we've asked about that a million times. Um, he's fit, he's just not playing. Liam Palmer had minor surgery over the summer. He did kind of suggest when we asked him about Liam at the weekend that he's just kind of slowly making his way back. Obviously, played a little bit against Southampton, didn't come off the bench at all against Hull. Um, but with with his with how important Liam was last season, you would you would like to think that that is a you know an injury thing rather than a, a stylistic or you know a selection option. And then you've got George Bayesu that he's in a similar situation. He got back a little bit sooner than. Um, than Liam because he, he began his rehab a lot earlier. So George Byers is is on the mend. And look, I think George, when he came on, the the assist for Michael Smith was exactly the sort of bit of play that you look at and go that that's why George Byers should be on the field when he's fit. So you you like I say you'd like to think that both of those when when they are fit to play ninety minutes that they'll be they'll be in there. Um, yeah, I, I think it was interesting. I was looking and I think of the. 11 that started against Hull, only four of them played 30-plus games for Wednesday last season. Did feel like, even though it's not necessarily all the new players, it did feel like a bit of a change in the guard. You know, the fact that like, Tyreek Backington started over Will Volks. Um, obviously, Delgado's come in. Then coming off the bench, you had like Anthony Masaba, Ashley Fletcher. Um, neither of them really got a kick when they came on because Wednesday were, yeah, they, they weren't really conducive to, to getting them on the ball and I'm, I'm just very interested. I, th- I think is the right way to put it. I'm very interested to see what happens in the next few weeks once you know Liam and George are up to speed and and where they sort of stand in the manager's plans. And and the new players as well. Not everybody's getting a look in yet. And I, I know you can you can't expect players to come in and just be thrown straight into the team. And to be fair. The manager wants clearly, or I say clearly, it, it looks as though he, he wants to give certainly most of the players who were already here the opportunity to show what they can do. And we've seen, you know, the likes of Backinson, who wasn't exactly a regular in the team last year, has been yeah. given, clearly been given an opportunity this year. So he's, he obviously sees something, something in him. Um, but how long do you wait? Do you, you know, you've got the new players there and the, a few of them are still sitting on the bench. You've potentially got another couple coming in. Um, I, I just don't quite get it. I think I think you can go... That, that question of how long do you wait, I think that, that can be thrown across the whole spectrum at the moment. You know, how long do you wait before the new players are, you know, allowed to be criticised for, you know, not fitting in? How long do you wait before the current crop, the guys who are there, and you go, maybe they aren't up to it in the championship. How long do you wait before the style starts to come in? How long do you wait before results do matter rather than it being part of the process? And I think that is the key question now for Wednesday is, it is just two games in and it feels mad to be sort of throwing your toys out now, um, which obviously a lot of people are concerned and I, I, I get it. I, I completely understand the concern because Wednesday have had um, 20% possession against Southampton and 27% possession against Hull. And and it did feel me and Alex spoke about it last week in the 
in the podcast, it, it did feel like Hull was a proper barometer for where where Wednesday were at, unlike Southampton, which um, will, will be James Ward-Prowse's only championship appearance this season. But yeah, I think it, that question of how long do we wait is is really, really crucial because I think there needs to be shoot show, like green shoot shown from Wednesday in various different elements. And unless that's done quite quickly, people are going to start to get very concerned with increasing speed. I mean, looking at those stats, and I had those in the top of my head, and I forgot to actually look them up to make sure that I was right before we, before we came on. Clearly, what that shows is that there's an element to the new style, which... I think from speaking to most people, admit that they're not entirely sure what this new style is supposed to be because I haven't seen enough of anybody actually on the ball. Yeah. But it, it, it seems clear at this stage that a lot of it will probably be around just soaking up pressure and letting teams have the ball and potentially just burst forward on the break in numbers. Yeah, that in itself is a completely different way of playing than last season. So in that respect, I suppose you have to give the players a little bit of time to kind of take that on board. But the longer you go on, when the second part of that the second part of that tactics, i.e., the attacking part of it, doesn't actually happen, then essentially what's happening is you're just let letting the team have a lot of the ball and. <laughs> And wait for them to score. Yeah, and yeah, I, I agree in, in terms of it is the change is big. It, it, I mean, it's, it's practically everything. You know, the the style has changed, the formation has changed, the manager has changed, the divisions changed. Like the players around the guys have changed as well. Like there is practically nothing left of last season, um, aside from the, the handful of players that are well, obviously slightly more than a handful, but the, the players that are still left over, but even they're being asked to play different roles. I mean, we spoke to Callum Patterson before the game on Thursday uh, and he sort of said, I think it, it sounds like he's he's going to want to use me as a right back. I think we might have got that tied down now. And then he played right wing um, <laughs> on Saturday. So it's, I think there's going to be a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm... I understand why people are concerned because you look at the games we've played so far and it is it is sometimes difficult to see what the what the real sort of plan is, what the real game plan is. And until that changes, I think when when the fans are, have got a complete right to be uh, to be concerned. And now you, you go into the game against Preston, who are sort of like the archetypal championship football club. Uh, so that is another another barometer to see where you're at and where your team's at. Um, but yeah, going into that game, Wednesday, you've got no points and and have only looked like scoring three times in two games. And, you know, they, they have done with, with all of them. Essentially, it, there is a little bit of a feeling like the managers may be learning on the job a little bit here because... Well, we know it wasn't exactly the smoothest summer, and then there took a little while for the for the for the signings to start coming in. Um, do you, do you get the you get the feeling that 
maybe he feels that he's going to take maybe five games of of the actual season, rather where other clubs may have had that kind of tinkering in the summer and you know trying to feel their way around different different shapes and and that kind of thing, where he's maybe thinking to himself, oh, I'm actually going to need five games of the regular season here before I can really get my stamp on this and just hope that it does work and they're not having to chase too much ground. Yeah, I mean, look, the 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 first game, he played 4-1-4-1 against Southampton. Second game against Stockport, he went 4-4-2. Back to 4-1-4-1 against Hull. And speaking after the game, he was... One of the things he's spoken a lot about is jewels. He keeps talking about the jewels and, and how Wednesday aren't winning enough of them. Um, and one of the things he said after this game was uh, if if it's not working and we're not winning those duels, maybe we can't work with a back four and we've got to move to a back five and maybe that's something we need to look at. So whether that's something that he sees as a an option for Preston, I don't know. Whether that's something, if he's going right, if it doesn't work at Preston, we'll do it for the next game. But it does feel like he is still working things out and that's you know, that's absolutely fair. He's come into a, a new club, a new environment with completely new players, a lot of whom... He, he he's never worked with before. Most of whom he's never worked with before, um, and a whole load of new signings that could or could not settle in. And I think there was always going to be this this period. I just think people were hoping that even if Wednesday weren't winning games, that they would uh, they would see a bit more of what they hoped they would get from from Chisco's teams. And I, just feels like a lot of them, a lot of fans don't feel like they've seen that yet. And you know, I, I've watched every game. Preseason through to through to now, and yeah, I'm I'm still not entirely sure uh, where Wednesday's goals are going to come from. Not not I don't mean in terms of the personnel, but in terms of the way that they want to attack teams. Uh, one of the things uh, noticeable from the team sheet on Saturday, and uh, we touched on this before I went off, uh, because we felt that. It would be unfair on Cameron Dawson to lose his place. I know and behold, it didn't take too long. Um, are we to see a bit of chopping and changing in this, do you think? Potentially. Um, it was a bit of a strange game for, for Devis the other day, to be honest. Uh, like, he, he didn't really have that much to do. He didn't, he didn't make many saves. Uh, they scored most of the real chances that they had. I mean, the first one was a penalty. He went the right way for it. Second one was a perler. Third, third one, he can probably be. He's probably a bit more, you know, probably a bit more critical of himself on that one. Uh, yeah, but he did. One thing I will say about him, and it's it's kind of what people expected. He's very good with his feet. Like his distribution is really strong. He's he's obviously very calm on the ball. I mean, the fourth goal was. You know, there was nothing he could do about that. He he was there for the pass, and it was just a, a really bad pass back. Um, so yeah, tough to really judge him on the games that we've seen so far. I mean, obviously saved two penalties against Stockport. I do think the there's a, there's the possibility of of changing goalkeepers, but the fact that he went in straight away. Look. I, I would like to think that I, I'm I'm wrong, but it, it doesn't look good for, for Cam in terms of getting back in, I suppose. With that in mind, I'm going to put you on the spot. 
Well, actually, I say I'm putting you on the spot. I, I know how you feel about Cameron Dawson and and what he should be, or the, the opportunity that he should have at, at the club this season. Um, would you be surprised if over the next couple of weeks he knocked on the door and said, look, if I'm not going to be playing here, I'm going to have to go? Uh, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if he asked the question. I would be surprised if he was allowed to do it. <laughs> I think that's the, the way I'd put it. Because obviously Cam's... He's a he's a good goalkeeper and finding that kind of uh, if if this is the and this is very presumptuous obviously of me here but if he is to be second choice finding that kind of second choice goalkeeper is very very difficult to do so I, I can't imagine that even if Cam did go and knock on the door and say I want to be playing which as we've spoken about before he absolutely should be in my mind um, I think he's too um, he's too good to be to play to be playing second fiddle now. I would be I would be shocked if if Wednesday allowed that to happen. Um, in better news, I say better news. I've never seen the lad play, so I'm just I'm just going to take it that it's, that it is a positive. Um, but as we speak, we are led to believe that uh, JD Kasama is in the country uh, with a view towards shining, shining, signing, and hopefully shining for uh, Sheffield Wednesday. A forward. Do you know much about him? Uh, don't know too much. Um, he's uh, obviously he's, he's come through at, at PSG. He had a he had a really good youth uh, UEFA Youth Cup campaign in twenty one twenty two. Scored a lot. Of, I think he got eight goals and assists in seven games, including a. I've been watching some of his highlights tonight, including a really really good performance against Man City, who have some decent young players. Um, but yeah, he was on on loan last season at ASU, and I think he got. Two goals, two assists. One of what obviously his first one was his first senior goal as well. He he can play in a few different positions. He's he's really quick. He he's predominantly comes off the left as a sort of left winger, but can play on the right wing. He's played up front a little bit as well. So he he ticks a few boxes in that sense. Obviously he's he's of a good age. I think he's turning turning twenty next month. So he's he's at a nice age where he's not a kid, but he's also you know he's he's got a lot of lot of room for growth as well. It's it's an interesting one, you know. I think anyone similar to what we said about Masaba, you don't spend your time in in the academy at like at Monaco and PSG if there's not something about you. Uh, so yeah, he's he's here as far as I know. Um, obviously, if he comes in, he'll be signing number ten, which is crazy considering a couple of weeks back we were concerned that there was, <laughs> there was nothing happening. So yeah, signing number ten on the way, and it is an exciting one. It's. They all come with a caveat, don't they? Every single signing, especially when you get them from overseas, comes with a caveat of what you know whether they're going to settle in, whether they're going to be able to deal with getting lumped up in the air by you know championship right backs and all that kind of thing. But on the face of it, it's it's exactly the sort of signing Wednesday should be making. We said the similar thing with with Deshaun Bernard as well. Just the sort of players that they come in, they have potential to grow, they have potential to. Um, to become more valuable, and I, I'm quite excited to see how he settles in, um, if and when it does get done, uh, and the fact that he can play in a few different positions is obviously a bonus as well. Uh, any concerns after Saturday, apart from actually the result of the performance? Any 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 injury so, concerns or anything else come out of come out of uh, Saturday's defeat? Uh, I mean, the main the main thing was was obviously well, Alan, obviously. Yeah, was Bannon going off at half time? 
I think the, the the fact that he was playing with an injection in the first place obviously doesn't bode particularly particularly well. well does that does that sound a bad? Is that a bad look at this stage in the season? You know, so, I, I can I can understand that if you're pushing for a playoff place and you're like, we need our talisman here. But if you're if you're two games into the league season, you would it would clear surely you just say, right, he's had a knock here, just let him rest it off and we'll give it a miss. Yeah, but then we did concede three goals when he went off. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. Um but yeah, I I I think yeah, to some extent the fact that he is Chisco spoke earlier in the in the summer about how he wanted to make sure the team wasn't as reliant on Bannon, but he obviously feels they're not there yet. That they're not able to be that rely be reliant with with him not there, and um, obviously he played. And I, I think that it was he went down in a, in a in a heap on the edge of Wednesday's box. I think it was about maybe thirty six at thirty seven minutes in. Um, and he was holding his ankle, and it, it didn't look good then. Obviously, he, he pushed on until half time, and decided it was a it, it was too much to ask. But yeah, it is it is concerning that you would you would like to think with like Diaby coming in now with George Byers getting back fit because when last season, for instance, you when when Bannon wasn't there, Byers was able to step up. When 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 Byers wasn't there. Nobody really stepped up alongside Bannon, so you would like to think that that George can can take that place if he's if he's fit enough. If Bannon can't play against Preston for this this weekend, um, there's no confirmation on that. By the way, Cisco um, said they'll have to wait and see what happens with with Baz over the next uh, next week. Luckily, there's no midweek game to worry about, so that gives a little bit of time. But yeah, it doesn't sound like there's any other any other major injury concerns. Obviously, a few knocks here and there. Malik Wilkes is. They said that they were looking to try and get him back for Hull, but obviously that didn't happen. Whether that changes for Preston, we'll have to wait and see. That's great, Joe. Thanks very much. We'll be back uh, later on in the week with our regular podcast. Uh, this one, always on a Monday, is just reviewing uh, the weekend match. So as I say, we'll be back later in the week for our longer one ahead of Saturday's trip. Not trip, uh welcoming of of Preston. I'll never get that right. It's just blabber on at the end. Ahead of Saturday's visit of Preston North End, who actually I saw in the services a couple of weeks ago whenever I was away on holiday. Just throwing that in for no reason whatsoever. Um, Joe will be back alongside Alex Miller um, on Wednesday, I, I think, um, ahead of that match. And we will discuss that and everything else going on at the club um, where there possibly will be a confirmation of a new signing before then. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. We'll see you later in the week.